If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to UFO Warning. We're looking at alien implants. Now, if you've been watching the Skinwalker Ranch uh, series at all uh, recently, and I think maybe last season they were talking about this radio signal they kept getting the 1.6 megahertz or something. And we've talked about implants in the past, and that got me thinking about these implants that emit radio signals. There was a case of Roger McCarthy up there in, was it Ruby, Alaska? Uh, there was a YouTube video on that. That might have come up on Discovery or History. I can't remember. But anyway, he'd been out hunting and uh, years ago, like 22, 25 years ago, and felt like he'd had an abduction experience, and then it had this implant uh, in his thigh for 22 years. And they go through how he went to the doctor, and they show it being cut out by the doctor. And uh, it had been emitting a radio uh, signal prior to the extraction. But then after they extracted this thing out of his body, put it in this little uh, cup, vial, whatever, uh, it quit emitting signals. So it's bizarre to say the least. Now, you know, in the last 10 or 12 years, there's been a lot of progress made in uh, human implants as far as uh, microchip implants, how those things can be powered uh, by radio waves, how they can operate off the body, and how they can uh, emit radio wave signals. It's almost like, uh, you know, life imitating art. It's kind of like, it's like we've had these reports of, of uh, alien implants for decades and now it seems like modern science has come up with the same thing, which leads some people to wonder if the whole thing was in a deep state uh, experiment to begin with, or maybe we're just catching up with what something else already knows. But I came across this article from 2016, but it's still interesting. <clears throat> it's on uh, the website is alien implant. Uh, this, the website is earthmysterynews.ca, and the title is Alien Implant Mystery. It starts out, it says, She sensed being lifted up into a bright light, and then unexpectedly she filled the hypnotherapist's office with raw primal scream, no, no, no. Now this is by uh, Sid Goldberg, he's talking about a patient he had as a therapist. It says, uh, this is where my involvement with Natalie's implant begins. I am a two-time Emmy Award-winning television director, researcher, and shooting a new television series about the alien presence among us and the human challenge of the abduction and implant phenomenon. While this topic is hugely complex and psychologically profound, my hope is to find scientific evidence offering tangible proof of an alien presence amongst us. There is no doubt in my mind that this subject transcends the three dimensions and we can the three dimensions we can know through our five senses. That said, there are millions of people who claim to have been abducted who want hard answers to what they have undergone. You think about that, millions, millions of people. I mean that should tell you that this has to go beyond uh, a person's mental state, a person's mental health issues, per people that are just making up seeking attention. There has to be some 
core thing that's happening here that's causing people to believe or to have had this experience. And when the person comes back and they say, yeah, I was abducted, and then he end up with this implant in her body, to me, that's proof. The woman in the attached pictures throughout this document is collaborating with me. It goes on, blah, blah, blah. My goal is to find out what, <clears throat> what it is made of, what it might be, and what unusual or possibly strange characteristics it exhibits. One can't help but wonder if this may be a tracking device put in her arm since around age 10 for reasons unknown. I can imagine uh, as a person having had to live with one of these things since you were a child. He says, I met Natalie at a conference exploring topics about intelligently controlled aerial craft that cannot be identified, I guess he means UFOs, as well as topics exploring the possible visitation by alien races to our planet. We spoke together and Natalie shared her story with me. As a 9 or 10 year old little girl, she recalls waking up in the middle of the night from a sharp pain in her arm. There was a flash of light and a sharp, sudden pain. She was frightened. She described being almost paralyzed as if she couldn't move. In the morning, she felt something under her skin. She showed she showed the inflicted, the inflicted area to her mother, but there was no visible entry wound, though a little bump could be felt beneath the upper part of her right arm. In the days that followed, <clears throat> her pediatrician examined the bump, but as there was no pain or ongoing sense of irritation, it was left alone to be observed over time. Many years passed. As an adult, Natalie once again sought out the opinion of a doctor. This time it was a dermatologist who commented, quote, If it isn't causing pain or getting larger, there's no medical reason to have it removed. Well, that's interesting. For 24 years, the hard capsule-like object never changed shape or size. It remained unobvious beneath the skin unless pinched to the surface about five inches down from the top of her shoulder on the upper bicep just below the deltoid in line with the inner part of the elbow. Natalie always had a suspicious feeling about this bump. The shock in her childhood of waking up from a sudden jolt in her arm was just one aspect, but there was something more. Natalie shared that along with her mother and brother, she has encountered UFO sightings periodically over the years. Equally of interest, Natalie's father was a civilian contractor leading a top-secret military project during her childhood. <clears throat> These experiences made Natalie wonder if the object beneath the surface of her skin was some sort of implant, perhaps alien in nature. It nagged at her consciousness for many, many years. This is another strange thing that we come across with a lot of these guys that are involved in these top secret projects. It seems like it seems like sometimes that whatever whatever's doing this, if it's involved with these deep state sort of things, it almost looks at those people and their families as just guinea pigs. Because this isn't the first time I've come across a story where somebody had a had a connection to the intelligence community or the deep state, and then a family member ends up with an implant it's almost it, it's all it's almost too common i think to just be uh serendipitous there has to be something going on here and some people would say well it's a deep state that's doing this well if they are doing it if this is our own government or <clears throat> some government man-made doing this think of the amount of resources it would take if that is the case, then we 
then we truly are being ruled by a government that 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 is completely hidden from us and that is advanced uh, decades if not generations beyond where we're at they might as well be aliens it goes on here and says i asked natalie if she could recall any details from her childhood experience she could not it was blocked from her memory i told natalie about my project and asked if she would be willing to undergo hypnosis to learn more about that experience she agreed and shared that she always wanted this object removed because of some strange, uncomfortable association experience with it that was energetically interfering with her on some hard-to-define level. So it almost seems like she has a subconscious knowledge that this thing uh, is dangerous. That's what I'm getting from this. He says, I arranged for Natalie to undergo a hypnotic regression session with a leading hypnotherapist who works in the field of UFO abduction and related experiences. Okay. I think I must. I might have misspoke at the beginning. He's not actually the doctor. He's the producer or whatever that's doing the show. He says, Before meeting up with Natalie for the regression session, I asked her to place a powerful neodymium magnet to her arm exactly at the spot where the object rests below the surface and her skin. It attracted the, magnetic, it attracted the magnet and held it in place. Placing the magnet anywhere else on her arm, it would immediately fall to the ground. Only in that one spot did the magnet hold firmly in place. So this thing has got a, a pretty decent magnetic field, whatever it is. Natalie then held a copper wire bracelet, the kind many people wear for arthritic pain, over the same spot. What Natalie then experienced was an extreme shift in temperature from the object, transitioning from warm to hot very rapidly. In retrospect, he says, I should have tested these properties in a scientific lab before surgically removing the subdermal object. Unfortunately, I didn't have access to do so at the time, and after many doctors refused to assist with my project, I wanted to act quickly because I wanted to act quickly once I found one willing to help. During the hypnotic regression, Natalie was brought back to the moment of that young 9 or 10 year old child lying in bed. She remembered some beings surrounding her but could not identify their faces. She sensed being lifted up into a bright light and then unexpectedly she filled the hypnotherapist's office with a raw primal no, no, no. Sounds like this was a pretty traumatic uh, negative experience for this poor woman. In that moment, with cameras rolling, Natalie relived, re relived the terrifying memory of herself as a small child being overpowered by a force and presence scaring her beyond control. It was so intensely haunting that Leslie Mitchell Clark, the hypnotherapist, brought Natalie out from the depths of hypnosis and back to her present moment with us in the office as agreed upon by them both prior to the session. The first thing Natalie recounted after awakening from the regression was a recurring dream from a very young age about having a baby or losing a baby. She was uncertain, other than it was a recurring dream, that she related immediately. Then she, then she described the moment she felt the implant being inserted. It was like bam, and that's what woke me up. She recalled a scene with a dark, with dark gray metal walls, and a white sheet or perhaps white uniforms. She felt like they were whomever they are, came for something. I have to wonder if there wasn't some sort of uh, interest here based on her dad's connection to this top secret project maybe they were maybe they had implanted her just to keep an eye on him i don't know but oh 
the other thing she talks about is having a baby or losing a baby. You wonder if they weren't doing some sort of um, some sort of terrible uh, surgical process on her, where maybe they were removing uh, eggs or whatever. We've we've we have had accounts in the past where people say that whatever these things are, they are uh, running experiments where they're trying to breed hybrid humans with aliens. And what an awful thought that would be. After witnessing the intensity of Natalie's experience, we spoke together, and she expressed that after 24 years, she was ready to have the implant removed. It's a mystery, and, Adelie needs, and Natalie needs answers. What, what is this implanted object? What is it made of, and why does it attract magnets? Is it chemical, biological, or elemental in materials? And it goes on, is it natural? So on August 26, 2014... We attended the medical clinic of my childhood friend and cosmetic surgeon, Dr. Benchitrit, MDFRCS. The x-ray copy that Natalie scanned and emailed to the surgeon revealed a dark shadow suggesting that there may be something metallic inside. Natalie told the doctor about the magnetic properties attracting the embedded object. He was curious and placed a little neodymium magnet to her arm. When he observed with his own eyes that it stuck firmly to the spot on her arm, he immediately commented, quote, so it was obviously a metal, a metallic foreign body of some sort. Natalie was prepared for surgery, a procedure that lasted less than 10 minutes. While removing the implant, the surgeon observed, it looks synthetic. It doesn't look like something that was just random, just a shard or a piece of shrapnel or something like that. It looks like it was made, but it is covered in fibrous tissue, so it's very hard to tell for sure what it is. It will be interesting to see what the lab comes up with. Now, this is something we see very common with these implants. And if you watch Patient 17 or seen any of the late uh, Dr. Grill's work or the case that I spoke of earlier about um, the, the fellow in Alaska, uh, Roger McCarty, you see these things when they come out. They're covered uh, with fibrous material. Like just basically looks like pieces of human tissue around them. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And I don't know if that's just so that they can uh, be lodged better in the body, or maybe it acts somehow as camouflage. It goes on and says, What he removed was a 5 by 2 millimeter object, like two tiny balls, joined by fibrous skin. The doctor described how the object was encased in very sticky, very thick collagen. Looking at the object in the solution of formalin, it seemed to have thread-like strands in the tissue. But as they, but as the threads of tissue or threads, but were they threads of tissue or threads of metal? This object was assimilated by Natalie's body for 24 years. There was no rejection, no discomfort. She experienced a sense of relief once it was removed and a deep sense of emotional contentment. I discovered a strange anomaly, anomaly immediately after extracting the object from Natalie's arm. It says there was an immediate lack of magnetism either from her arm or from the implant. Got that? There was an immediate lack of magnetism either 
neither from her arm nor from the implant. This is exactly what happened when they took that implant out of Roger McCarty's thigh. It had been emitting a, a radio, radio, radio frequencies prior to the surgery. But once the doctor pulled it out, isolated it, put it in that, uh, in that jar, boom, it quit emitting frequencies. It's, they're dependent upon the human body to, to uh, I don't know, give them energy. What, whatever it's doing, it's, it is connected to the human body. On Natalie's skin, I personally felt the subtle magnetic pull of the tiny disc-shaped nadinium magnet. Once the implant was removed and placed inside the bottle of, formal of formalin, a liquid used for as embalming fluid and for the preservation of tissue samples, there was no more magnetic attraction when magnets were placed to the glass container, either beside or beneath the implant. How did the magnetism dissipate, and what caused it in the first place? Well, just think about that. How would something just go from being magnetic to not being magnetic? That, to me, is highly strange. Similar implants removed from Dr. Roger Lear. That's who I was thinking of before, Dr. Roger Lear. He's passed away now. And examined by his team of science associates, Steve Colburn and Dr. Alex Mosier, revealed fascinating results. Perhaps one of the most fascinating facts was that these objects were magnetic in nature, some gave off a radio frequency of 14.7 megahertz. Now, the the radio frequency at Skinwalker Ranch, I believe, was 1.6 megahertz. Some of the objects they examined had com had commonality had commonalities with meteorite fragments, metals such as gallium, germanium, platinum, ruthenium, rhodium, and iridium. They also noted a deviation of nickel from terrestrial rate that the analysis lab couldn't explain that some of these implants contained nickel with an isotope ratio not found on planet Earth. They also found nanofibers similar to carbon nanotubes, which suggests the fragments were engineered or manufactured. So they found carbon fibers similar to carbon nanotubes. That's not naturally occurring. Something made these things. And if the nickel's not from planet Earth, then we don't know where it's from. You know, <laughs> all the individuals tested positive to x-rays and CT scans showing metallic or lesser densiform objects. And there were no signs of inflammation at all. Wow, all the individuals tested positive to x-rays and CT scans showing metallic or lesser densiform objects and there were no signs of inflammation at all. This left me in a state of wonder, can this mysterious object that I am now in possession of possibly validate the abduction and implant phenomenon as a tangible reality? To learn more, I contacted the leading university where I consulted with the Department of Chemical Engineering, Biomedical Engineering, and the Institute of Materials Research. After two full days of prepping the implant for analysis, we visited two different, depart two different departments. One was to examine the pathology of the tissue. The other was to analyze and determine the material and elemental composition of the object. To prepare the implant for analysis, we split the sample in half, where it looked like strands of thin tissue were joining two bulbous clumps of thicker material. We then placed the divided sample in hardened paraffin so as to hold it firmly in place while slicing three microns thin pieces that's thinner than a human hair, for pathology analysis as well as SEMEDS. As we cut through the implant layers, only a few microns thick or finer, <clears throat> or finer than a single strand of hair, the blade became damaged 
once it passed through the initial layers of skin, it hits something hard enough to damage the blade multiple times. The pathologist reacted with surprise, and this, to me, was initially very encouraging, as tiny as the implant was. We all thought this looks like this looks like metal, though it was too early to be certain. Imagine that. It's, it's so, whatever this thing is, it's so hard that it's damaging the, the blade they're trying to cut it with. With a clearly, with a cleanly flat surface revealed, we brought it to the, microp the micropathy and placed it inside the scanning electron microscope for material analysis. What was learned is that the implant is made up of primarily calcium, carbon, oxygen, phosphorus, and lesser amounts of sulfur, magnesium, and nitrogen. In short, we were looking at bone and cartilage. That's bizarre. There are no there are no metals or any other rare elements similar to those found in Dr. Durr's implant samples examined in California. The micropathy specialist suggested that it is possible while playing as a child, Natalie may have banged her arm, and a very tiny bone fragment became dislodged, resulting in the cartilage growing around it. She has seen this before in young children. That said, two anomalies are, are of interest. Though we learn that the material is bone and cartilage, the anomaly remains that blood vessels still actively fed the tissue after all these years. This was highly unusual, commented the pathologist, though not unheard of. More than that, the fact that this bone tissue responded to magnetism under the skin still remains a mystery. It is suggested that I would follow up with the physicist who is knowledgeable about magnetism of possible explanations in the words of biomedical engineering pathologist. Quote, we learned that the specimen contained a fibrous capsule around a fragment of bone that had obviously been lodged in the arm for a very long time. The fibrous capsule looked typical except for the fact that there was some blood vessel ingrowth into the fibrous capsule. A fibrous capsule is essentially the body's way of walling off an object that it determines is foreign. What happens is that the foreign object is the body. Typically, the body tries to chew it up and spit it out and get rid of it. Then, <clears throat> when it can't do that, it creates a wall around it. That is what the fibrous capsule is, that wall around this foreign piece of material. The body is recognizing it as a foreign event, even if it is from the same patient, because it is not in the location it is typically supposed to be. No guess as to why it was magnetic, definitely a mystery. Well, also, why was it so hard that it damaged the saw blade when they tried to cut through this little tiny three micron slice? That's what I don't get. It's almost, to me, as if whatever this thing is, it was somehow able to uh, transmute itself uh, atomically into some other element. That's what it seems like. Furthermore, what we also learned was that there was an absence of any immune cells white blood cells anywhere in the sample. Something difficult to understand is stated by the pathologist. He says, in my work, I see blood vessel formation all the time. However, when a material is tolerated by the body, as was this, i.e. no immune cells, it has been encapsulated for a sufficient period of time. Most of these blood vessels are re reabsorbed and disappeared. It was not, I was speaking intuitively when I said I was not, ex I was not expecting to find any, if most are gone after three months, surely there would, there would ought not to be, there would ought not to be none after 25 years. I have no better answer to give. If you want a quote, I will commit to my previous statement that blood vessels were not expected, and I was surprised to find them. When the pathologist himself is surprised, how do we make sense of this finding? On the topic of magnetism, the co-director of the School of Biomedical Engineering commented 
This can't be normal bone or cartilage as both are, di are diamagnetic and weakly repel magnetic fields. He invited me back to the university for further testing on equipment that he said he and his associates created based on a machine in Russia. He wants to see the very core of the object and not just a thin slice of it. He also suggested that if there were any metals coating or any integrated within the object beneath Natalie's skin after six weeks immersed the formula solution, it is possible they were leached out. There is more to learn about this anomaly, and scientific analysis is still ongoing. Wow, what a story. Well, that that's, that is something, too. They put this, this woman, of course, she's 10 years old. She has this uh, recovered memory that she was abducted by, by aliens. She ends up with this uh, implant that she's been carrying around in her arm since she was 10. So what? 15, 20 years later, whatever it was, they pull this implant out. They put it in this jar of formulin. It's like a, it's like a formaldehyde. The doctors can't find any metal in the implant. They say all they see is you know the ingredients for bones and cartilage, basically. But the other, but the but the other scientist tells them, well, maybe there had been metal in it, but it had leached out into the the formalin itself which I could see that happening. Either way, you know, you have a case where a woman has an implant in her arm and it's magnetic enough that you can put a small magnet up to it and it will hold that magnet onto the arm. But then when you once you take that take that implant out of the body, it's no longer magnetic and of course the arm's not magnetic. I think there's a lot more work to be done in these alien implant uh, cases and it just seems like, you know, when we lost uh, Dr. Lear, they did lose, you know, one of the giants in the field. But it makes you wonder how many other people are out there with these implants that are unable to get a medical treatment for them. You know, you wonder, we don't really know how common it is. And then once they find the things, what do they need to do uh, to scientifically store them so that they don't lose the properties that they had when they were when they were implanted uh, into the subject. That's the question I have. Anyway, you can find this article on uh, earthmysterynews.ca. The title is Alien Implant Mystery. I thought it was a very well, one, a very well done uh, article from April fifteenth, two 2016. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over and out.